Praise the Lord, and welcome to the first night of our E-Revival, right here at East Wind Pentecostal in Palm Bay, Florida. We're excited that you have joined us. We're going to be hearing a powerful message from evangelist Josh Herring, and I just encourage you to gather around with your family and with your friends. If you want to share this, start a watch party. Let's just flood the airways with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe God's got a miracle for you tonight. I believe God's going to do a tremendous work in your home and in your family. And I believe people are going to get the Holy Ghost. People are going to be saved right in their homes. I'm just so glad that you have joined us. And I just want to start tonight by praying and just asking that God would open our hearts and minds and that he would just do a tremendous work in our homes right now tonight as we're listening to this message from Brother Herring. Would you just bow your heads and and, uh, would you just... Uh, Join us in praying right from where you are. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are so thankful for this opportunity to share the gospel. I'm asking you, Lord, that the prophetic word of God would go forth over the airways. Lord, that you would just do your work in homes and in families. I pray that the power and the anointing of your spirit, Lord, would just overflow us, Lord. Let the power of the Holy Ghost take us to a new dimension, Lord. I pray, Lord, as Brother Josh Herring preaches that the word would go forth and that it would fall on good ground, that our hearts and minds would be prepared for it. And Lord, at the end of this message, I ask God that you would just send your spirit. I pray, Lord, for a divine healing touch. Let your anointing go forth, Lord. Let it flood every heart, every mind, every eye that's watching this program. Let the power of the Holy Ghost saturate us and change us in Jesus' name. Amen. I know you're going to be blessed, and i just thankful that God has given us this opportunity to share the gospel. Now enjoy this message from evangelist Josh Herring. Greetings, East Wind. Excited about seeing you and talking to you and preaching to you. Revival is here. This is our time. And I am excited to be a part of it. Thank you to Pastor Myers for uh, inviting me to be a part of your revival here, this virtual revival what crazy times we are in, but aren't you thankful to be in the church in this day and hour? And I hate to be lost in this time. I'm so thankful for the church, thankful for our leadership. We honor Pastor Myers and Bishop Myers for their vision for revival. And uh, excited to be with you tonight. Uh, I'm going to preach to you. I've never preached before. And so bear with me, but I feel a word from the Lord uh, for everybody tonight. So if you have your Bibles, We're going to go to the book of Daniel, chapter number six, and we're going to read uh, verses four through verse 10, if it's okay. Daniel chapter six and verses four through 10. Uh, This is the story, obviously, of the people that were upset with Daniel, trying to find a way to stop him. And we're just going to use this as our base and as our foundation for what we're going to talk about tonight. Daniel 6, verse 4, Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said unto, or thus to, unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statute. So everybody in power is in agreement on this, 
to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or any man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree, sign the writing, that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did for time. And I want to uh, talk to you or preach to you tonight from the subject boxed in boldness. Boxed in boldness. Let's pray together before we get started. Lord Jesus, thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the opportunity to address this great body of believers. I pray you use me tonight as your vessel and your voice and a weapon and a conduit in your hands to flow through. In Jesus' name, speak through me, God. I pray what you want spoken and not my words. In Jesus' name, amen. If we were in church, I'd say you may be seated. You probably already are. Excited about what God's about to do. I'm telling you right now that the apostolic church is the greatest force on planet earth. Whether we believe it or not, heaven knows it and hell knows it. And they're both in agreement on it that the powerful apostolic church is unstoppable. It is absolutely amazing. The reports of revival going on across this world that we are seeing left and right and it's it's it would cause fear in hell. I would I would certainly believe uh, the church what we're doing. There's a statement in the sports world when somebody is impossible to guard, they are called unstoppable. And and what they usually say about someone that is unstoppable is you can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them. That means that ultimately they're going to have results. They're going to score points, but uh, you have to do extra work to just try to. Limit the damage that they do because they are truly unstoppable. I believe hell is saying a similar statement right now about the apostolic church. And that is they are unstoppable. We cannot stop them. We can only hope to contain them. And that's why things are going on in the world. But let me say this. Don't give the devil credit uh, for being boxed in at the moment. Yes, the coronavirus is real. Yes, there's things going on. But God uses these moments to draw us closer to him in our personal lives, in our prayer lives, our prayer closets, our homes, for us to get into a greater relationship with him. So obviously there's good that comes from the bad. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord, called according to his purpose. So we're thankful uh, for this opportunity. Who would have thought revival would break out in this capacity? And so I think throughout the word of God, I can show you some stories and some instances where the plan of hell, when they see someone that's unstoppable, is to contain that person or those people to limit the damage that they do. It's amazing. Um, 
My mind goes to Joseph, obviously, and many of your minds probably does too, uh, because Joseph was unstoppable. When you get a dreamer that holds on to his faith or her faith, that person's pretty unstoppable. Someone that no matter what, they see the positive and everything. They think God's going to do a miracle in every situation. That person may seem crazy to, to, uh, to you or I, but in hell's mind, that person's unstoppable because, because literally no matter what happens, they see the glory of God in the situation. They can be attacked in their body and they're, they're talking, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity for a miracle. They can go through a financial crisis and they're praising God, knowing he's going to get the last word. It's, it's people like that that hell can't stand, that in the worst crisis, they, they just have this faith that God is going to do something so unreal and so powerful in their life. And, 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 and in, the, in the spirit world, they are unstoppable. They just, that's what is unstoppable. Uh, to hell. Someone that has faith in every situation. You may think you're a nobody. You may not think you, uh, you, you matter to anyone. People know you, who you are. You're not anyone's radar. But can I just say this to you? If you have faith that God's going to bring your family through this, you're unstoppable in hell's eyes. That's what, how they view you. They view you as an unstoppable force that is not going to stop until something happens. That's what happened with Gideon. When Gideon thought he was a coward and nobody, he listened to the enemy talk about him and they said we there's a cake that's going to roll down into our tent and wipe us out and the other soldier said that's Gideon he's unstoppable and so uh, number one let's let's start listening to what hell says about us not what hell says to us because what hell says to you is different from what hell says about you uh, you might see the news and become afraid of every little thing but if you read the Bible you realize you are a part of the greatest force on planet earth and that is the apostolic church joseph they said you know what we can't stop him he's got a dream from god he's got a destiny he's going to do something powerful he's a world changer so since we cannot stop him let's contain him and so the first box they put him in was a pit and it only opened at the top and they said get out of that you can't get out of that unless we get you out and and so they they obviously sold him into slavery they drag him out of that box and they put him in another box called Potiphar's house and in that box he's a slave he's a prisoner he is uh, working he's a captive he's never supposed to be free but you see the hand of God is on him and you can't stop him you can only hope to contain him so in that box he starts elevating and starts being blessed and starts being used of God mightily and before long he's over the whole house and hell said man he's literally in on top of everything in this box We've got to get him out of here because he's going to take over this, this whole area. He was in control of everything in Potiphar's house. So they made up a lie about him. They tempted him. They, they talked bad about him. And they ultimately sentenced him to his next box. And his box was prison. And there was no way out of that. They were boxing him in. Don't you know, isn't it funny how the enemy um, had access to different places in Joseph's life except his destiny? They had access to all... Uh, uh, it was, it was like mile markers or a part of a roadmap. They had access to certain points 
on the road to his destiny. They did not have access to his palace where he was destined to live and, and rule, but they had access to the pit and the Potiphar and the prison. And it's funny how God will let the enemy drive you to your destiny. It's funny how he'll give you the dream and then let hell take the steering wheel and say, okay, you're going to take him to the pit because that's part of the road. You're going to take him to the Potiphar's house and you're going to take him to this box over here called a prison. And I'm going to let the enemy seem like they're in control uh, of your life when you're you're a dreamer, but God knows no matter what you're going through, that at the end of the day, he's going to get the last word and they can box you in anywhere they want to. They can try to contain you. But when God decides to get you out and when God decides to move on your behalf, there is not a devil or a human that can keep you from the destiny that God has for you. In fact, Psalms said that Joseph was locked up in prison till his word came. In other words, he was tried by everything around him until his word came. And when the word comes to you for your answer, it doesn't matter what box you're in. God is going to get you out of it. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to someone right now. The Lord is going to plan for your life right now. And the plan is going to be manifested. Hell's trying to put us in a box with this coronavirus. Hell's trying to put us as a church into fear to where we're sitting here thinking we can't have church the way we used to. And we're in a box right now. But aren't you thankful that you know the God of the box that can absolutely move in situations you can't move in? And it's going to backfire on hell. I'm telling you, I've got some Bible for it. It's going to backfire. And there's going to be a greater revival from this attack than there was before the attack. Mm. Something good's going to happen despite what hell has planned. I remember when Hezekiah was surrounded by the enemy and King Sennacherib said, you can't get out, bro. You're surrounded. You're done. We're, we've boxed you in. You can't get out. And Hezekiah took that threatening letter and he laid it out before the Lord and he began to ask God for help. And in one night, one angel of the Lord came down and killed 285,000 soldiers of the enemy that was surrounding Hezekiah's people. Because when you're boxed in, that's when your greatest revival will take place. When you get a hold of God and say, even though I can't do anything about it myself and I'm being cornered by hell, I'm going to worship like I've never worshipped. That is what brings the power of God into your situation like never before. Remember the great prophet Jeremiah when he was preaching and no one liked to hear him preach. And so they put him into a dungeon, into a well and put the rock on top and said preach to, preach to the dark. They boxed him in. But when they boxed him in and said, you're done. You're going to starve to death in that well. You're going to die alone in the dark. There was a man named Abedmelech who walked to the king's house and he began to talk to the king on Jeremiah's behalf. And Jeremiah had no idea what was going on. He just thought he was being boxed in by the enemy. But anytime, let me tell you something. You feel like you're being boxed in by the adversary. There's an intercessor going to the king on your behalf and you can't fix the problem on your own and you you feel like you're in the dark, but you're just boxed in with God. Can I tell you what you feel is darkness and discouraging can be the greatest revival you've ever had. The Bible says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If you put me in a box, I'm going to make my box a prayer closet. If you put me in the dark, I'm going to call 
on the God who dwells in thick darkness, the Bible said. No matter how dark it is inside my home, I'm going to trust that God has a plan for me in the dark. Somebody ought to praise him in your house right now. Somebody ought to praise him in your car. Somebody ought to praise him in the bedroom and say, I'm in a box, but I've got some boldness in my box. You can't hold me down. And God, let me go into this box to release who I really am. I feel like telling some of you that before you were boxed in, you weren't very bold. You sat silently on the pew. It didn't really affect anything. But now you're about to do something for God because you're realizing I can't get to the sanctuary like I used to. I can't get to the, the altar like I used to. I, I feel so boxed in. But the boxing in of hell is releasing the desperation of your spirit. And it's going to reveal something in you that you did not know was there the entire time. Aren't you thankful that you have a God that sees you in the box and knows I can get you out no matter when, no matter what hell is doing. I can bring you out at any moment. You serve a God who can do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or even think according to his power that worketh in you. Somebody praise him right now in the building. Hallelujah. 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 Can I tell you that when Nebuchadnezzar, who I like this one, when he, when he made that golden statue and he made a law, he said, hey, uh, if you don't bow down to the statue, you're going into a fiery furnace and you're going to die forever and you're going to be burned and everyone's going to watch you burn. We're going to humiliate you if you think that God is going to get you out. We're going to box you in. And, and, and you know the story better than I do probably, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we're not, we're not bowing down. And, and Nebuchadnezzar gave him a second chance and said, you better bow down or you're going into a firehouse, literally, and you're not coming out of it. And they said, no, we, we, we really believe that God's able to get us out of this. And, and if he doesn't, be it known unto you, O king, I'd rather die in a box of fire, worshiping my God boxed in, than be free and bowing down. Oh, can I tell you right now, I'd rather be boxed in, but hold on to my faith and hold on to what God has given me, than to be free and bowing down to every peer pressure, every worldly pressure, every government pressure. It doesn't matter what hell wants. I believe God. Yes, I submit to authority. Yes, we're trying to be safe, but don't try to take away my praise and don't try to take away my worship and my atmosphere that I give God every day. And they said, we're going to give God everything. And hell said, we're going to box you in. <laughs> and they put him in a box and they said, it's on fire. You're going to die. And, and now here comes Nebuchadnezzar looking into the mouth of the fiery furnace to make fun and to mock the, the, what he thought would be dying, screaming bodies of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But what he sees is one, two, three, and he sees a fourth man walking in the fire. Because if you box a child of God in, in the fire, you bring the God of the child into the fire. And let me tell you something right now. Some of you are worried about your finances. And how is God going to come through? And it seems like everything's just going to burn up here. We're losing everything. Let me tell you, God does his greatest works when you are the most confined. God does his greatest works when you are the most limited. Because he wants to get all the glory for what he's about to do. And when you are weak, his strength is made perfect. And when you can't fix it, that's when he shows up with his greatest power and his authority. And 
they sat in that furnace, in that box. And let me just preach a moment right here. The only mistake the devil made, the only problem with the box that Nebuchadnezzar built, the furnace that he built, was he built it too big. Because the Bible said when he looked down, expecting to see these dead men, he saw three, four men walking loosed in the midst of the fire. See, Shadrach didn't get down there and stand still. He began to walk around. And let me tell you something. Some of you, you feel boxed in by hell right now, but the box is big enough to dance in. I said the box is big enough to shout in, and the box is big enough to worship in. You might be in a home. You might be in a trailer. You might be in an apartment, but you ought to set your box on fire for God. You ought to turn your box into a place of worship. You ought to turn your box into the most explosive atmosphere that you can give God. You can box me in, but you're going to release my dance when you box me in. You can box me in, but boldness will come upon me. When I, oh, let me tell you something. When you refuse to bow down to the world, it gives you confidence to be to dance before the Lord in your box. Let me tell someone right now that's in the box at the house. You ought to dance in your house. You ought to worship in your house. You ought to shout in your house. You ought to give God the glory in your house. Because what hell has tried to do is going to backfire. And heaven is going to be in your house. God is going to be with you where you are right now. Somebody ought to dance in the fire. Somebody ought to walk in the fire. Because what they thought would burn you huh, was going to and, and box you in and be your demise. Ultimately loose you to be who you really are. Some of you are warriors that have been silent. But you're about to speak on God's behalf. You're about to teach a Bible study to your neighbor. You've never even talked to that neighbor. But now since you're both at home this week, you're going to cross paths with them. And the fiery furnace is about to have a fourth man walk in and there's going to be revival in your neighborhood. Revival in your bedroom, in your living room. You can have it no matter where you are. God is going to do it. You can take away our baptistries. We'll transform our bathtubs into baptistries. We'll have revival no matter where we are. You cannot stop the apostolic church. Hallelujah. Somebody praise him right now. Hallelujah. Remember when Paul and Silas, whoa, hell said, put him in a prison, box him in, box him in, beat him, take away their mobility. They're, they're going everywhere witnessing. And, and let me tell you something that, that's powerful when hell realizes that you're, you're, you're too mobile. You're having too much revival. And so they said, well, we're going to beat them half to death. And they beat their backs and beat their legs and beat their bodies completely, ripped them up and they bound their hands and they bound their feet. But the one thing the devil forgot to do, he forgot to bind their mouth. He boxed them in, but he released their boldness. Let me say something that I wrote down a few minutes ago before I started this. God whispered something to me. He said, when hell takes away my church's mobility, it releases my church's mouth. 
He said, when hell stops my church from moving, it makes my church shout. It makes my church preach. It makes my church yell. It makes my church get loud. If they take out your legs, open your mouth. He said, if they put my church in a box, my church will open their mouth. We might not be able to be mobile, but we've got a mouth to praise the Lord. And can I tell you in the Holy Ghost, it does not matter what they've planned to do. You can box me in, but you're going to unleash my boldness. You can box me in, but you're going to unleash my faith in God. Paul said, I feel like singing. And Silas said, I feel like praying. And I feel like challenging somebody at Eastwind right now that when you're in your box. Your prayer is never more powerful and your song is never more joyful and if you want God's attention when you're in your box don't have a pity party. Don't complain about everything. Stop attacking everybody in the government. Stop complaining about everything in your life and what you don't have. But if you want divine, supernatural intervention, then you've got to get your praise out. You've got to get your song out and you've got to get your mouth open and say though he slay me. Yet shall I trust him. And there's a miracle coming to my house. God is going to move or I cannot move. Oh, I can feel the praise going up. I can feel worship going up right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me hear, I want to say something about the last two stories. Nebuchadnezzar, when he saw them walking around the fire, Paul and Silas, when they, when they praise God, the prison doors open. Both stories have one thing in common. The ruler, Nebuchadnezzar in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the king in the New Testament, said, get those guys out. Get them out of their box. What we tried didn't work. They said, get Shadrach out of the fire. Get Paul out of the jail cell. Because they're having more results in the box than they were outside the box. They're having more favor confined than they were when they were loose. And when you box in the church, you unleash an atmosphere that only God can get involved in and only God can release power in. You unleash an element of God's dominion and God's demonstrating power that you've never seen before. And they said, get Shadrach out. Get Meshach out. Get Abednego out. Get Silas out. Get Paul out. I'd rather have them loose in their sanctuaries than boxed in their bedrooms because they've got something that hell knows is going to change the world. And can I tell you, it's going to happen here. No matter what you try to do to the church, you can't box in this power. You can't box in this authority. You can't box in this anointing. It's going to be unleashed. It's going to be shouted from the rooftops, from the houses, that there's only one God. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is only is one Lord. And I tell you this. I evangelize 18th year now, and I've been blessed to preach 
all over the nation. But this Tuesday night, when, when everything was going on, people are saying we're not having church and you can't have church and all this stuff. You're not going to be preaching in a church this weekend. Uh, I'm not even on social media. I don't have an, an account, any of it. But my wife is. And I said, hey, and she said, let, let, why don't you preach on Facebook just to see what happens? And so I began to feel a burden to reach people that were lost. And as of this afternoon, just three days later, uh, I think she said 14,100 people had watched that message. I've never preached to 14,000 people in a building. That's never happened for me. But that's just three, that's just three days of people that have watched it. Because when you box in the church, you unleash the boldness of it to see something happen that they never saw before. We're going to have our greatest revival. I'm getting calls left and right, pictures left and right across our nation in the last couple of days of baptisms happening in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, all over from the East Coast to the West Coast. You know why? Because you can't box in an apostolic church. There's something more powerful that comes to their aid when they get boxed in. Let me close by saying this. When that lady walked in the atmosphere and everyone was looking at her like she didn't belong there, she had a box of alabaster ointment and that alabaster that that atmosphere changing power that that fragrance that could change any room was boxed in and that lady took that alabaster box and she broke it in the presence of the lord and she changed the atmosphere of the room they were in and i want to tell someone right now that the pressure you're in is about to make an explosion of spiritual power in your home that's going to change the atmosphere of your life. I know some of you have been boxed in worship, boxed in faith, boxed in joy, boxed in peace, but you need to, don't, don't take the lid off and let a few drops. You need to break out that worship in your box and say, God, let the atmosphere change in my home. Let the atmosphere change in my marriage. Let the atmosphere change with my children because I'm ready for something to happen that I can't make happen on my own. Boxed in, boldness is releasing the greatest revival this nation has ever seen. And when we come back to our churches, and when we come back to our meetings, there's going to be a hunger and a fire on every child of God. You're going to see more backsliders when you open your church doors again than you've ever dreamed of because they are ready. They know the Lord is coming soon and it's time to get out of our box and release our voice and say, God, whatever you're going to do, let me be a part of it. Let me pray for you right now as I close. And I don't know where you are in this world, but I'm going to pray for you by the authority of the word of God and by the power in the name of the Lord Jesus, even as I am speaking, let the Holy Ghost fall in homes, in living rooms, in bedrooms, in vehicles, wherever these pe people are watching right now. Let your power consume them. Let the boldness come upon them that they've never had before to reach and to preach with their own mouth. You can't box in this church. We have too much power. We believe in our God and we're ready for revival. God bless you. Why don't you keep praying right now in the Holy Ghost? I'm going to turn the recording off, but why don't you keep praying in the Holy Ghost and unleash who you are in God. May God bless you. Love you. In Jesus' name.
Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank you for joining us here at East Wind Pentecostal Church. And we want you to know that if you'd like to be baptized in Jesus' name, we can do that for you today. We can do it here at the church. We have a baptismal here at the church. We'll even come to your home if you have a swimming pool. We can baptize you in your swimming pool. It's that important for us to help you to be baptized in Jesus' name. We also want you to know that if you'd like to learn more about the Word of God, more about the Bible, that we have experienced teachers that can come to your home, teach you a home Bible study. We can even do a video chat. Whatever works for you, we want you to know that we're here for you. Also, very important, if you need prayer, we have prayer teams that can come to your house, pray for you at your home, or you can even send in your prayer request here to the church. We just want you to know that we're here for you and that we want to do anything that we can to help you in these trying times with your walk with the Lord. You can visit us at www.eastwind.church and our phone number is 321-723-2030. God bless.